You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. The Bible talks about it. It says we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. And so today we're going to be talking about entering into his rest. And I know that this message will be timely and it will bless you all um, tremendously. And so we're going to say a quick prayer before we start. So, Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to come before your people, to minister and to encourage them. I thank you, Father, that you speak through me mightily and powerfully for your name's sake. Touch the hearts of those who are listening in, resolve their situations, encourage them. Let them know that he who promised is faithful. I thank you that the every heart is receptive, ears open to receive what it is that you're saying. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, again, we're going to be talking about... Um, entering into God's rest and sacrifice as well. But we have to understand that um, rest is so important. And this is a, a word that I heard. It's a brief word that I heard from God. It's about a sentence that I want to share with you guys. And he was saying, rest in me and I will give you peace. He says, allow me to lead you and to guide you through to victory. The promises I've given you are yes and amen and they will come to pass. Believe in me, your greater will come. And I think that this is so fitting, of course, if God <laughs> release it, but it's so fitting for now because we have to understand that greater manifestation is coming. There's something wonderful, you know, that's going to come from a process. We don't have to always go through tests and, and um, trials, you know, uh, 365 days, 366 on a leap year, but um, there's definitely some relief that comes, you know, and so... Uh, I want you guys to know that this is a time like none other for you all to rest in God like never before, because many people may be asking themselves this question. They may be saying, what does the rest of 2020 have in store for me? Some people may be afraid, but I want to tell you that each day will be a blessing for you. You know why? Because you're still alive. You're still alive and God is faithful. You have to rest in what God has already told you and understand that as you rest, you are really beginning to tell God how much you trust him. You know, and as you rest, you are reminding God that he is ultimately in control. We have to keep that in mind. Your resting is not a sign of defeat, but it is a sign of victory. Really, it is. As you enter into 2021, miracles will happen. I want to declare and decree miracles will happen and that God will show you that he was with you the whole time in 2022. The year 2021 will be a year of the greater God will be glorified like never before within this year. God will allow his children to be catapulted in different regions and realms for his namesake. And this is the year of being sent, of being authorized to do what God has placed in you on a greater level. You will not be stopped. God will give you the strategies you all that you need to proceed with power, grace and purpose. You have to stay focused as you enter into this next year 
um, because God is going to complete some things that he has started in you. And I see the word expeditiously. And I believe uh, and I know that things are going to begin to happen quicker and quickly for you all. And there are going to be some suddenlies that's going to happen for you in your life. You have to grab a hold of that. The shift is here. It is already here. God has been talking about it, uh, talking about the shift in uh, transition. And the shift is here. The activation that was needed has happened. You have to understand what happened already in the spiritual realm. Now it is time to walk in your greater you all and I hear it is yours for the asking some of you have been asking God for favor more favor God I want more favor more open doors but you have to understand what it looks like there's a process to get to these things and you know you didn't expect to go through what you went through but God always had you in his hands and he had you in his hands for right now you guys there's a greater conviction to yield to Holy Spirit like never before that's coming up upon people to pay attention because you will be led like never before by the Spirit of God to what God has for your life. You will have to depend on Holy Spirit. I'm going to repeat that. You're going to have to depend on Holy Spirit. We can't take him out of the church. <laughs> he literally, God is he, he is God. And so we have to take more time to attend to Holy Spirit, acknowledge him, and he is the activation that will take you to do the greater, the greater that Jesus has been talking about. Jesus said, Yeshua promised us, he said, you will do greater. And well, how do we do that? We do it by Holy Spirit. You cannot forget his spirit, his power source. It all, he talks about that we're vessels, you know, clay, but it's his power. It is his spirit that literally is the activation or it is the power that moves through us and for us. And so we have to be quick to obey what we hear God is saying. Okay. We're talking about resting in God, being sure in him. And we're going to talk about sacrifice, but we have to be quick to do what God is saying and be quick to move when God gives us the green, the green light, be alert and vigilant. I want to share this with you because I've mentioned, if you've watched the previous episodes, just period, I mentioned a lot about Joseph, but the 20, uh, year 2020 was the year of the Royal set up how Joseph went through his process and then 2021 is entering into the palace. Royalty manifested on a greater level. And so that's going to look different for everyone, but you have to grab a hold of what God is saying, like literally grab a hold of what God is saying and not let it go. You can't let it go. You have to hold on to it. And so um, I want to go to Hebrews 4 and 10 and it talks about, it says, for he who has entered his rest has himself also created a ceased from his works as God did from his. So that's a reminder. You know, when God tells us something, it's not our, you know, responsibility to get a piece of paper and say, this is going to work out this way, that way, that way, that way, that way. When God leads us to do something, you do that, but don't stress yourself out. You have to understand as you enter into the rest of God, he is going to give you instruction strategy. He's going to tell you and show you what to do. Those promptings will come. You know, all of a sudden you'll have a desire for this or for that. Wow. An idea came out of nowhere. God is speaking through you and you have to begin to move on that. Don't stress yourself out, but rest in him. So the manifestation that God is allowing for us to have 
again, is not based solely off our works. It's not based solely off our works. We have to understand God is the source and he does this for a reason. If everything was based off of our works, who would take the credit? We would. (laughs) He said, I did this. I worked this and you know, I did all of this and I, 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 I. God is saying, I work through you. I am the power source. He is the source. So we have to understand that it is God working through us and things are going to happen in his timing. Oh, sometimes people run when they hear uh, time, the word time. They're like, ooh, it's going to take too long or this and that. Be okay with God's timing. And so the Bible talks about this, which is it's so fitting. It's encouraging. But it says be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. Don't be anxious for anything. But we have to hope in God. So Philippians 4, 6, we're going to read that. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplic- in supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. That scripture, you know, it's just that one little verse, but it's so power packed because it tells you, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And when you pray, guess what? You give thanks to God. Why? Because you know that he heard what you prayed for. And and it's on its way. And so let your request be made known to God. So this is an indication that um, if if you are allowing anxiousness to come in, you have to understand that's rooted in fear. And that's not God because perfect love casts out fear. Who he, who he who fears is not made in perfect love. And so that we have to begin to understand that any anxiousness that is rooted in fear, it takes away the peace that God has for you. Don't allow anything to take away what God has given you. He's giving you peace. Keep your peace. So we cannot be led or allow fear to take residence in our lives. Keep in mind what you feed will grow. It is just a mere fact. It's a mere fact. You you uh, feed grass with water and with nutrients, it's going to grow. You feed fearful thoughts with constant fearfully thinking. Guess what? They're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So you make the choice as to what you're going to feed, what you're going to allow to take residence in you. And so I wanted to read this. Also, this goes along with this other scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 16, 18. It says rejoice always. These are reminders for us, things that we need to be paying attention to, reminding ourselves. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And everything, give thanks. There's that word again. Again, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So God is saying give thanks because he understands what's happening in your life. Just thank me. God is saying just thank me. Rest in me. I'm not going to let you down. God is saying, rest in me, rest in me. I'm not going to let you down. Regardless of what you see regardless of what your bank account looks like, understand God can literally move and have your bank account change in a moment of a moment of time. It's God who touches the hearts of people. Literally you could touch the heart of a king, put your, your name on the heart of a king, a friend, somebody with uh, great finances and call and say, hey, I've been thinking about you. I had a dream about you. I'm going to transfer $10,000 to you. And you you know, it could have been exactly what you needed. You have to give thanks to God because he's faithful. He who promises faithful. And so we're talking about resting in God again. We're talking about in what God has already said. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We're talking about when what God has already said. And again, that goes with the whole underlying thing is to trust in him. As we trust in him, we have to understand that 
this is huge. So as we trust in God, as we believe that the promises are going to happen, guess what? We have to keep him first after it's manifested. And that may sound so simple. That may sound so simple to many people. Oh, yeah, God, when I get this or when I get that, I'm going to keep you first. But there is a reason why. Because we have to ask ourselves, and I'm going to read some passages of scriptures in regards to this, but I want to ask you, as you're resting, as God is saying, hey, I'm manifesting this for you, as you have it in your hand, what are you going to do? So are you ready to rededicate the very thing that God gives you back unto him? There's a reason I'm saying this. So what this means is you will not allow it to become your God. You will not allow it to become first in your life. There is one God. And so you always have to keep God in proper place, regardless of of what he gives you or where he places you, because we know that God answers prayers as an edible. It's going to happen. And what he he's going to do it because it's he's faithful. But again, the um, the thing that we need to ask ourselves is what are we going to do after the prayers manifested? So this is a transition message. Like I said, talking about resting in God, having trust in God. But the sacrifice after that, keeping God first after he answers the prayer. And so there's two stories that we're going to read about. So good. They're great examples for what we're talking about. So first Samuel one, uh, we're going to talk about Hannah. Okay. So, um, let's see here. We're going to get through this with all these wonderful names. <laughs> so, uh, chapter, uh, chapter one, it says, now there was a certain man in Ramathan Zohim of the mountains of Ephraim and his name was Elkanah and his son was Jeraham, the son of Elu, the son of Tohu and the son of Zufu, Zufa and Ephraimite. And he had two wives. One of his wives was named Hannah and the other, the other wife's name was Penia. Penia had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah, uh, to make an offering, he would give portions to Penia, his wife, and all of her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she was provoked. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. And then it talks about verse eight. Then Elkanai, then her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than 10 sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, but only her only her lips moved. 
but the voice was not heard. And then Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. She said that she was a woman of sorrowful spirit. She drunk neither wine or intoxicating drink, but have poured out her soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken unto now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace in the Lord, the God of Israel, grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And he said, let your maidservant. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate. Her face was no longer sad. This is the promised manifestation. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to the house of Ramah. And Elkanah her, uh, knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel because I have asked, I have asked of him from the Lord. And then it says, now the man Elkanah and all of his house went up to offer the Lord the yearly sacrifice and thou, but Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned, then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband said to her, do what seems best. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Now, when she had weaned him, she took him up with three bulls, one ephah of flour and a skin of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And it says, and they slaughtered a bull and brought him to Eli. And then she said, oh, my Lord. She says, my soul lives, my Lord. I am the woman who stood by here praying to the Lord for this child. I prayed and the Lord has granted my petition when I at which I asked of him. Therefore, I have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives. He shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. That was a lot of, of scripture, but there's a reason I read that because I wanted you all to understand what she went through. She went through a process. She had to believe God in the midst of being provoked, in the midst of being made fun of, even though she, there was favor, um, you know, she received favor. She still was sorrowful because she did, she was uh, barren. She didn't have any children, but God opened up her womb. And so we have to understand no matter how much you, you have cried and prayed, you have to ask yourself, are you going to choose peace? Are you going to rest in God? Will you continue to trust in God even further like Hannah did? Are you willing to give God back what he gave you as a sign of surrender and love? So by her doing that, it's just a, a she reiterated Really, God, there's none greater than you. There's none before you. I love you. I will keep you first and I will honor you. So we have to have that heart, a heart like that as well. And then I want to read this as well. This is another, this is a, a scripture to a passage to encourage you all, let you know that God is faithful and that we have to rest in his promises and what he said and be willing to keep him first. So talking about Isaac, it says, um, Genesis 21, it says, and the Lord visited Sarah as he said he would. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. 
Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now, Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh and all who will hear will laugh with me. She also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children for I have born him in an old age. And then um, so that's right. There is confirmation that even though it took a long time, God's promises were faithful. So they rested in God and God's word came to pass. Genesis 22, it talks about Abraham's faith being confirmed. We're going to read some of this. It talks about now it came to pass that after um, these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. Then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled the donkey, took two of his young men and Isaac, his son, split the wood for burnt offering and arose, went to the place where God told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes, saw the place afar. And Abraham said to his young men, listen what Abraham said. He said, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship this part right here. And we will come back to you. That's powerful. He already had faith before he went up and did this. So Abraham took the wood burnt offering, laid it on Isaac, his son, then took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And Abraham said, here I am, son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood. But where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told them and Abraham built an altar there and and placed the wood in order. He bound Isaac, his son. Imagine what Isaac was thinking when this was happening. But he bound Isaac, his son, and he laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called upon him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Isaac said, here am I. And he said, do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know you fear God since you with, did not withhold your son, your only son from me. Abraham lifted his eyes. He looked behind him. There was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went forth and he offered the uh, burnt offering up to the Lord in, from the ram instead of his son. And Abraham called the place the Lord will provide as it is this day in the Mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And so it talks about this. This is so powerful. And it even talks about how Abraham, uh, the angel called Abraham a second time and um, swore to Abraham because he did that thing. And he didn't even withhold his only but son that he got an extra blessing. And, and the blessing that he was going to not only be blessed, but multiplying that his descendants will be as the stars in heaven as the sand on the seashore. And, and it says in all his seas, the nation shall be blessed because he obeyed the voice of God. And so this is so powerful because again, it's, it's, it's reminding us and asking us, will we keep God first? We're resting in him. God's providing the promises. He's given his manifestation. After you get it, are you going to keep God first? It's imperative that you do because, um, we have to understand that as God manifests the promises, it's going to be things that it, we've been waiting for. Some things people have been waiting for 50, 20, 15 years and, and maybe even longer. God's going to manifest it to you. Um, but will you remember why he's given it to you? Will, will you remember the blessor of the blessing? And so um, 
we couldn't have used two better people in the Bible as examples than Hannah and Abraham to talk about resting in God, to talk about the process of how long it took for something to happen. But they understood he who promised was faithful. Hannah never gave up. She seek God. She continued to seek God for her son. She was favored again by her husband. Um, but yet, and she understood that God would make it happen. She was, you know, crying and stuff like that, but she continued to do it. She was persistent because she understood that God could make it happen. And Abraham again was in, uh, he was a hundred years, had a hundred years old and Sarah was, um, old as well, but they kept the word of the Lord. They had been tested and tried. And this was huge for them because to have a baby at that age, that is absolutely huge. And it's just a reminder that God is telling us that he can do what he desires. God does what he desires. So both people waited for the manifestation. And I want to let you know, as you wait, is going to be worth the wait. You're going to be so happy that you waited, so happy that you did not give up. And I want to briefly share this with you. This is powerful because um, Hannah her name is, it's a feminine name and it's a, under Hebrew origin that means favor and grace. Even though she may not always felt like she had favor and grace, she was favored. And at times, God will have you pretty much live into or grow into your name. Then it will be manifested. Same thing with Abraham. He called him Abraham, which means exalted father or father of a multitude. And he's like, I don't even have natural kids. He eventually had Ishmael, but still that wasn't the chosen one. And so God will begin to call us something, call our name um, in order for something to be created, in order for a manifestation to come forth. And so it wasn't by accident that God chose those names. And it's the same thing with you. Rest in God. God is calling your name. He's, he's choosing you. He's giving you the promise is going to manifest regardless of how the process look. Understand that you have to have faith in God because it's going to happen. Go forth and do not forget after God gives you the promise, the manifestation of why he gave it to you. And, and, and really, as we go through our processes, it's really to build our testimony so that we can go forth and we can share with somebody the goodness of God, literally as part of our assignment that God's faithful. He did this for me, and I know that he could do it for you. Again, your experience of waiting and resting in, in God will allow you to help many people. I know there was a lot of scripture that was read, but it's good because it's something that you can grab onto, something that you can remember, and, and, and you could have peace while in your, while in a waiting season. But I know that God is manifesting things for your life. And so I pray that this message bless you powerfully. We're going to use this time right now. You give people a chance to receive, uh, to become part of the family of God. I want you to repeat this after me. If you're ready, God in heaven, I thank you for loving me so much that you sent your only begotten son to die for me. I ask you now to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Make me new. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I am ready to live my life for you. I ask for your Holy Spirit so that I can continually be led in all truth. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.
You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray again that that message blessed you guys powerfully. Stay connected to me. You guys, if you need prayer, the, the prayer line number is on the screen. You guys go ahead, call the number, get prayer. Visit me at www.ericadholmes.com. Support products, support the book, The Loud Secret. This is going to bless your life. It's really, really going to bless your life. It's about restoration after trauma, knowing that you can have a whole life, a full life after experiencing some detrimental things in your life. Understand that God is here for you. He loves you. And as I always like to say, continue to support HSBN and remember to renew your mind. It is a gold mine. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie.